0: Pub and Grill on Campus Corner, it's the Ref Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show, breaking down today's Sooner game. Here are your hosts, Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson.
1: Well, it was far from great. Many will argue that it wasn't even good, but a win is a win is a win. A win, I think, right? 7-0, a lot better than 6-1, and here we go for a two-hour postgame show, trying to dissect a uh, from what we just saw, which was a lot today, a lot today. But the important thing, and here's the main theme of the postgame show, before we get to the the bad, the really bad, and the in-between, because Travis today wasn't perfect, this team finds a way to win football games, okay? And, And maybe that's the single most important takeaway from today. We'll talk about it. But unlike last year when this team found a way to lose every close game, the SMU game, the Cincinnati game, the Texas game, and today, they found a way to win late when it didn't look good when they were down six in the fourth quarter.
2: Right, it it didn't at all. And, uh, again, as the resident sunshine pumper, you know, I get it, a win's a win, but I really feel like, Tyler, that first quarter is where we sealed our fate. We knew we were in for a long one when we were missing kicks. Yeah. When we started, Tyler, through four possessions, UCF hadn't picked up a first down, a single first down. They had a Bronx cheer their fans did after they pick up their first first down, like on the last play of the first quarter. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like four – Four possessions, they have zero first downs, and yet we're missing kicks. We're starting the ball on their 40, on their 45, and we can't get it yeah. done. And uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess when in doubt, throw it to Nick Anderson? Well, yes. I, mean, I think Jesus. we do that before today, man. Good Lord. Hey, he's
1: just uh, he's just a dog, man. He's four, different. Four is uh, he looks like your best receiver right now is what he looks like, and it felt like he proved that today. Um, the running game's stagnant for most of the game. And then they find something late. Gavin Sawchuck starts to get loose. Marcus Major starts to get loose. You got something to say. So go go, go ahead. Go, go off on
2: the run game. I don't get it, man. I really don't. I don't know. Maybe we need to Maybe the team psychologist is the one we got to talk to or the team psychiatrist. Because, Tyler, when Savion Bird came in the game, all of a sudden they were running behind Savion Bird. Last week, or last game, when Caden Green came yep. in for Savion Bird, we were running behind Caden Green. It's like... You know, there's a phrase, the most popular guy on the team is the backup quarterback. I don't know. I think the most popular guy on the team is the backup guard. Last two games, it may be. Because I don't know what it is. I think we might be the only team in the country to ever do it, Tyler. But maybe we just switch the guard out at halftime and say, all right, we're bringing in a fresh guard, and let's see what happens. Because Savion Bird, as much as he gets knocked for for some issues in the first half, for some issues, you know, throughout his career, today he went in, and, God, Gavin Sawchuck finally gave us that run that – that we needed, that 30-yard touchdown. Yeah. And technically, he is tied with Tawie Walker for the <laughs> longest run of the year. But because he ran all the way down yeah. the goal line yeah. waiting to see if he could go in, I'm giving him the nod. Yeah, he was like, uh,
1: he was about to take a knee yeah. at the one-yard line. I'm like, dude, just go score and go up eight. The, runs game, the run game's been an issue enough, like, just go score. <laughs> the last thing. And I is. look at the numbers and OU rushes for 189 yards on the day. That is severely backloaded loaded numbers right there. Severely. Severely. Um, but they found a way to run the ball when they needed to. I thought defensively in the second half, outside of the drive, that got them within two. Defense stepped up and played pretty well in the second half, but that two-point conversion play, heck of a job by the OU defense. I know that wasn't necessarily a great drive. You gave up some big plays in the air, but the most important play of the game, they wanted to throw it, right? They they threw it back. They wanted to throw it again in the end zone. You had that covered. So look, I'm not gonna tell you that today was good. I'm not gonna tell you that I necessarily felt great about a lot of things today, but just for now, let's recognize that they are 7-0. We recognize that they've gotta get better in a lot of spots. But a win, a win is a win is a win, at least for right
2: now. Yeah, and, and I do think, you know, them having Plumlee back gave them a lot more confidence. I mean, we've seen it from our team in the past. Yeah. The, the, the starting quarterback being out affects everything. It really does because it's it's harder to play with confidence when you don't think that you can score at the rate that you normally can, that you that you don't have the upside. And not only they get him back, they get their best defensive tackle back, their best defensive player and, uh, and do we have some things to fix? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'll tell Big you what. Time. I'll tell you what. How about my boy, Luke Elzinga? He looked
1: good today, man. For, I think we got s- a new
2: punter, man. For as
1: much as we're going to talk about special teams today, no shanks, right? And that, that in itself is a good start. He was but punting he good. beauties. Yeah. No, he he, uh, he looked good. All right. You guys know the drill. 405-329-9000. Let's load it up with your postgame th- uh, comments. I know we're going to talk about a lot of the negative today. Uh, this is probably going to be... I don't think it's a probably. This might be our most uh, negative postgame show that we've had up to this point with the callers. Maybe not. Maybe I'm uh, It absolutely
2: will be. You know, I was in the third quarter, Tyler, and I said, oh, God, Roger's going to (laughs) tear us up. I was literally said that. I told some people I was sitting with, I said, Roger in L.A., man, he's coming after us. But we deserve it, man. You know, didn't play well. Got out with the win, but – wasn't perfect, so let's hear from you guys. 405-329-9000. We'll get to phone calls,
1: post-game reactions next. Wendy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day wrap-up show live from O'Connell's right here on The Ref.
0: The word is spreading, and The Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's The Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app.
3: Make Great Plains Kubota your dealership destination for tractors 40 horsepower and below. Kubota's powerful compact tractor lineup offers customers a variety of options at an affordable price. Package your purchase with GP and save even more. Plus, with an exclusive 10-year tractor warranty, you'll get the peace of mind every tractor owner deserves. When you need more than just a tractor, shop Great Plains Kubota. Shop the brand that serves. Visit gpkubota.com today. That's gpkubota.com. The Great Plains Kubota Decade Warranty is additional coverage offered exclusively by Great Plains Kubota. For complete warranty eligibility and coverage information, contact your local Great Plains Kubota.
0: Oklahoma football is the best, and Balfour of Norman on Historic Campus Corner has been Sooner fans' favorite OU shop, For more than 45 years, locally owned, Jerry and Libby invite you to stop by and see what is new. Choose from great polos from Jordan, Nike, Columbia, Antigua, and women's tees and fashion tops that'll get you game ready. You will also find something for the younger Sooner fans with sizes from newborn through youth. There's a large collection of OU hats, including the new Hui hats. With their selection of socks, Balfour literally has you covered from head to toe. But they are more than just a t-shirt shop with everything you need for tailgating or watch parties, serving pieces, Barware and even framed art of Sooner grates and other decorative pieces. If it says OU, Balfour has got it. You can count on Balfour of Norman for the best selection, quality, and service. Or shop online at crimsonproud.com, where you will find everything sooner.
4: Get geared up at Balfour of Norman, 792 Asp Avenue on Historic Campus Corner.
0: Don't say boo this Halloween, say booyah and head to Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. And we're saying booyah for Sierras. The new 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 Crew Cab AT4X. Take up to $6,200 off MSRP. And booyah to all new GMC lineup. Be part of the new and head to Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC I-40 and Highway 81, Exit 125 in El Reno. Or dorsey-jonesbuickgmc.com. GMC, we are professional grade. Seat dealer for details.
4: You might know that State Farm Agent Cindy Nasher has great service. Cindy is your good neighbor after all. But did you know that State Farm has surprisingly great rates too? Yep, that's right. Along with good neighbor service, State Farm Agent Cindy Nasher has surprisingly great rates for everyone in Norman. So call State Farm Agent Cindy Nasher at 405-307-0500 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements.
3: Introducing the Oklahoma Breast Center, a beacon of hope in the fight against breast cancer. With the guidance of Dr. Denise Rabel, our team of breast cancer specialists delivers the most advanced treatments for your best possible outcome. From diagnosis to survivorship, we guide you every step of the way, placing an emphasis on compassion, communication, and emotional support. Here, you're not just a patient, you're family. Let us stand with you on your journey to healing. To learn more, visit oklahomabreastcenter.com or call 405-307-2623.
1: Windy Chevrolet Shooter Game Day Wrap-Up Show. OU wins it. You had to sweat it out, literally. Yeah. It ended up being a pretty hot game today. and it's uh, Came down to the end, came down to the wire. OU stops a two-point conversion. And then as soon as OU stopped the two-point conversion, buddy, I booked it from the stadium over here to O'Connell's. Sean walks over here, and he's screaming at Farouk, just pick up the ball, just pick up the ball. Sounds like the onside kick got uh, pretty pretty interesting well
2: yeah i was uh you know company man uh left real (laughs) early to make sure that uh we could we could be here for uh the ref army here at o'connell's historic o'connell's on campus corner here and yeah i tell you what kendall dolby incredible play to make sure that that ball could not get off because that running back wanted to throw it we had said all week right the top two teams brent brought it up the top two teams in the country in trick plays we were playing this year Gus Malzahn loves to run trick plays. You Dude, saw reverses. Son, you saw all kinds of, of stuff. stuff. So you knew with the game on the line they were going to try and get tricky, and they tried to. We snuffed it out. But, yeah, that onside kick, for all the, uh, I don't know, criticism and completely fair criticism of Austin Stogner this year, guy, guy showed er- up er- on the hand there? Yep, yep. That er- that alone is worth coming back from South Carolina because he just sealed the win against UCF on the hands team.
1: Four zero five three two nine nine thousand. I'm still out of breath, man. That was a emotional roller coaster for back to back weeks. Yeah, so let's uh, buckle in. We still got a lot of football games. Yeah, left. absolutely. Let's go out to uh, Chris. Chris, you're on the post game show. What's going on, man?
5: Yeah, what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Um, seven zero is how heart, we're doing.
1: Heart rate's high again, but yeah,
5: seven zero. I, I, you know, I was ready to light into him today. I, you know, like I was telling you guys. I don't understand what 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 Jeff Levy was doing. I, I I really don't know what he was doing. I don't know. I don't know why he wasn't running the ball. I I don't understand. I'm trying to figure out why are you putting run Why are you putting running receivers in the backfield?
1: I don't know. I, I just mean, don't think they had any other options yeah. at what points. Did I mean. I want that? <laughs> Sawchuck started the game, and Sawchuck had a terrible, I mean, a terrible first series. Well,
2: Tawi, so they want to run that inside zone, and Gavin has not been in to run that a lot. Marcus Major has a banged-up shoulder, was not himself. Javante Barnes is out with injury. Towie Walker was out. So it's it's... You know the run game needed to get going. There's no doubt about that, Chris. You are you are spot on with I, I, with kind of the running I- issues. But the reason there's wide receivers in the backfield is because we we didn't have very many people left off the bench that could come spell the thin running backs that we had.
5: Yeah, I, I, man, that is not. I mean, if you got to go to your running back, man, I understand all that's going on. I, I, hey, you got to find somebody, but I just don't like that. I mean. The play, the play calling has been horrendous this whole game. And I can't sit up there and say that the players are having a letdown. I think Jeff Levy is having a letdown. That's how I feel about the situation because, I mean, the game was not crisp offensively. I'm, I'm like, I mean, what's really going on? I just don't like So the play there was calling. one play in particular. I'm, I'm, I'm one
1: play in particular from Levy that I didn't love. And it was in the fourth quarter. Feels like OU picks up a couple of first downs in a row. They're right around the fifty, so it's like, okay, go down, score this drive. And they handed it off to uh, Gavin Freeman on. It almost looked like some sort of a misdirection play in the yeah. backfield. It goes for nothing. It set him back that drive. So I'm not going to give Levy an F today. It's just this team. I think a lot of it, and you know, that falls on him. This team just really struggles to run the ball right now. Um, yeah. Running back today for the first three quarters was just – wasn't good, Travis. Yeah, wasn't good. and
2: it's – and that's what – that's, you know, again, when you lose your leading rusher, when you lose, um, you know, even your second leading rusher is banged up with a shoulder. Ele- he didn't even play early, and they're like, yeah. we need to get something going. Sawchuck isn't seeing the field because he hasn't really seen the field all year. He's not seeing the holes. He doesn't have the vision going. He he obviously gets it together late, just like Marcus Major does. I honestly think of all things I would have changed about the run game today, God, I wish Dylan would have kept it about four more times because Dylan, with them playing man downfield, I think that Dylan could have kept it and ran for about 160 today.
1: Yeah, you know what today did for me? It really confirmed a lot of our worries about this team which were special teams, and again, Elzinga was good, but the kicking game's an issue. The running backs are just okay, man. I mean, yeah. they're, they're really just okay. So those were my two biggest concerns coming into today. They were, they were confirmed again today. Yeah, go, go ahead, Chris.
5: You know what? I can't really say that because you got. I, I give it to DeMarco Murray for bringing these guys in there. And the way that I'm looking at it is, if these guys are not getting in there and not doing anything, with all due respect with the injuries, I understand that. I respect it. But at the same time, he's not running these guys. You, If, if, if Pauly Walker was healthy, if whatever happened, I just read an article said he was out personal, matter whatever. I don't know. But at the same time, you got to, to work these guys in. You got to keep working them in. You just can't feel like you're going to put them in one or two plays and go expect these
6: dudes to –
5: Break off 50, 60 yards not going to happen. He's not trying to, he's not, I, I, he's not trying to implement his running back. He wants to run, uh, run here, D- Dillon. I understand that, and I like that. That's a good idea. But you can't keep putting this guy in that position all the time. That's why you have running backs. We will not win a championship if he cannot run the ball. And I blame, I blame, uh blame, uh, I blame, uh, we for not having these guys ready in that offensive line. Last year, Lincoln Ryder was working with Greenville that was pulling so they'd be able to run these, run these running backs. They're not doing that. They're not run block, And that's going to hurt us. In the end, plus the Yeah, it is. That's going to kill us. As Teddy would say, yeah. hey, get hey. rid
1: of the kids. Yeah. Hey, uh, g- g- good to hear from Chris. Appreciate it. Right, 405-329-9000 if you want to sneak in here. The overall point is, OU's got to be better running the football. I think we can all agree with that. Yeah, I mean, that is not a good run defense. It's not going to be a run defense, a good run defense for the rest of the year. Yeah, I, the first three quarters is concerning, man, because it just felt like everything was so hard to come by. Did yeah. it not? Yeah, we had like to fight for three it. and four yards. You had to earn it. No one's really breaking tackles. It's just so hard to come by in the run game right now.
2: Right. Well, in in. And- without L. Anthony I mean it seems like we were we weren't getting the separations so yep. that made us try like you weren't getting anything easy to your point you know but the little part I loved about that and I know the standards are what the standards are around here right you know best is the standard around here but it was the phrase was we're not going to win a championship if we run the ball like that tyler today we just we just we just exceeded our win total from last year and it's 80 degrees outside I'm like it, it's just I love that I love that we're at least back to the standards, which so is good.
1: You're, you're, yeah, you're talking about the wide receivers. Nick Anderson was a, a stud today. He had the drop that looked like it hit him yeah. in the face mask. He had
2: two go through his hands, which oh, yeah. I was a bit surprised. What, what's interesting is he doesn't jump off. And one thing we see from Jaden Gibson is Jaden. I mean, the kid's got like a 34 inch vertical. He's already six five, but he jumps big time. He'll go vertical to try and rat, like wrangle one in. Nick Anderson. He'll go deep. He'll sit in the zone. He'll do whatever. A couple times it seemed like Nick might have benefited from just elevating because he's a freak yeah. athlete. So, I mean, maybe that, but uh, two drops, but otherwise an incredible day. Well, I'll tell you who really stepped up in the second half, and I mean
1: really stepped up in the second half, was Drake Stoops and Oh, wide my God. He had the touchdown where just wide receiver screen, he goes and scores, but it just felt like there was some clutch plays over the middle that, that he made today that this team really needed because yeah. this team was in a lot of – Third and eights, third and nines today. I mean, hell, I mean, Dylan's best throw today is probably on the third and nine to Nick Anderson where UCF jumps off sides, but he picks up that huge first down. Drake Stoops was money in the second half when he needed to be.
2: No, he really was. And it's just so interesting, right, because he's always there, man, whether it was Texas going across the middle. I'll tell you what, Dylan made that play to him for that first down uh in the fourth quarter where dylan is you know there's dudes all over him pockets collapsing he kind of steps up it's not too dissimilar to the texas play on that last drive where he kind of steps up makes a move and then and then just kind of almost shot puts it to to drake and he pick up the first down i mean dylan is making big tough plays in, in some sneaky big moments where you're like, man, I don't know a, Boy, lot, a lot of guys that would do that. I didn't hear the UCF fans chanting, Dillon, But also, shout out, shout out to the UCF fans. They they A lot of them showed up. Yeah,
1: I'm very surprised
2: with how many of them a showed A lot up. of them showed up. It, so it's shout the Big out 12 team
1: that's brought the most fans here in eight, ten years. Yeah, the
2: one that's farthest the, away. The newest that's one, hope, one of the yeah.
1: newest ones. Yeah, pathetic. All right, 405-329-9000. We'll get to more of your phone calls next. Jim in Arlington. I see you, we'll get you up next. More post-game thoughts right here on The Ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Well, Boomer Sooner's playing here at O'Connell's, and you can hear everyone across Norman wearing a uh, Crimson T-shirt saying, Woo! deep exhale, that's what today is. Deep exhale, if you just joined us, it wasn't perfect. The run game has got to get better. The kicking game has got to get better. But at least for right now, you're seven and zero, and we'll see if this team can uh, figure out its flaws moving forward. But they definitely need to if we're talking about a team that's going to make the um, the college football playoff. I mean, the big negatives today, right? The running backs, the run game in general, and uh, the kicking game. Zach Schmidt just misses those two field goals, and man, I and, and maybe some people on the text line or phone calls will say this team came out flat. Ah, uh, defensively they came out on fire early on and offensively they were moving the ball early on it just felt like those two missed field goals Really kind of got the offense in a lull and you lost a lot of momentum after that. Well,
2: and, and you could feel it in the crowd Tyler I mean, we had a third down defensively after the second missed kick and I mean the crowd was I mean milk toast at best Yeah. and and that's the problem you run into Tyler is when you start to shoot yourself in the foot with special teams and this, that, then it affects your entire team, right? It affects that momentum. And the crowd was completely taken out of it after those. I wouldn't say completely, but major, like majorly taken out of it. Yeah. And that's what's frustrating because defense came out hair on fire. They were hitting. They're awesome, man. Ethan Downs took on two blockers yep. and still got a sack. Trace Ford was great. Yeah, he played great. He Early had one on. where he backed up and knocked down a pass and then sacked on the next yep. play. I mean, we are man, our defense.
1: There were some individual
2: good things that happened today. It's yeah. just the the negatives that you know far It's very them. similar to Iowa State. Gave up, you know, a third of the yards on two plays. You know, one of them should have. At, at least, I mean, I don't want to get. Look, the ref isn't. The refs aren't why we played like we played. But if you run down our sideline and blow a kiss to our cheerleaders <laughs> uh, while you're scoring, that is absolutely something that is called. Everywhere else I was in the wondering
1: country. why Brent was going crazy. I'm like, did he step out of bounds? If he stepped out of bounds, no. review it. And then I found out he after. Blew like, a oh.
2: kiss to our cheerleaders, and they didn't call it taunting Which, until after. By
1: the way, that is a significant moment in the game, seeing as what the score ended up being, because they didn't call that, but what they did call was the other like Jared penalty Canning. in the end zone. It gets OU a short field, they get a field goal before the half. Now, I know it doesn't always work out that way, but you're one by two. Maybe you don't get those three points with the way that you've been kicking up to that point if that 15-yard penalty isn't tacked on after the touchdown. So, right. And honestly,
2: for a second, I thought I thought OU's defense was addicted to goal line stands because Man. they get down to the one again, Man. and all of a sudden.
1: They were getting that stop on four They time. were
2: getting that stop. I guess
1: Canick just talked trash to someone. Yeah, I guess down. can't
2: do that in the Big 12. Yeah.
1: All right, let's go back to the phone lines again, 405-329-9000. Jim in Arlington, you're on the Windy Chevrolet Senior Game Day Wrap-Up Show. What's going on, dude?
4: We have no Jim. I think Jim's there with you guys. He's He mentioned that he was at O'Connell's. He was trying to get uh? in, past oh, the crowd there. has got to be here somewhere. Yeah, That's Jim in Arlington is. is there.
2: That's commitment to the text <laughs> line or the phone line, man. He's like, yeah. you know what, I'm just going to call you from – well, Jim knows he's got a T-shirt
1: coming his way. That's ah, the thing, yes,
2: so, the thing. he's got a T-shirt. Uh,
1: Jim is. Uh, Jim really wants that uh, T-shirt. If there were
2: any uh, score predictions uh, to win T-shirts this week, I'm pretty sure ain't nobody going home with no, a T-shirt. I
1: didn't see Ronnie Crimson at halftime, the only one to uh, guess right. the score correctly up to this point. But, yeah, um, you almost had another goal line stand. And back to that, uh, the loudest I yield today, is the first and goal from the one after the penalty and it was 3 seconds before they threw a flag for delay of game right and then they didn't back it up 5 yards for delay of game i'm guessing they gave UCF yeah. the timeout there yeah, they that, did. that was their second i think timeout. they got way too late in i mean i don't know so but they were getting that stop on fourth down
2: if 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 canick they're about to penalty. do it again and you know that again that's that's a nice bit of confidence but again canick Yells at him, something like that. We'll have to uh, we'll have to figure out what happened on that play. But, but, yeah, again, defense, incredible individual plays at times. Malzahn unloaded the kitchen sink yeah. uh, against him. We saw reverses. We saw running back pass. They we really saw, threw,
1: it. They threw it off. Really, the
2: one that, that got us there when he blew the kiss was he went to run.
7: Yeah.
2: And that wide receiver came open because he was going to run, and then he just dumped it over and he's wide yeah. open. I mean, that's not a typical just – Straight up bus. That's a that's that's a design. Give
1: credit to UCF, and I am in no way using this as an excuse for what happened today. You're a 17 point favorite. Yep. You're a top eight team. You should go handle a team like UCF. But you said UCF throughout the kitchen sink, and that's what it felt like, right? They had two weeks to prepare. They got their quarterback back. They had lost three consecutive games. This was almost their, um, almost like their last stand game, you know, to where we got a week to prepare. We're going all out for this game to win at Oklahoma. And maybe this turns our season around if we play well, but all that said, I thought UCF came out and played well today. Again, you're OU, you should come out and still handle and control this game, but that wasn't the same UCF that I watched last week at Kansas. Well, no, uh, because
2: last week at Kansas, they didn't have their starting quarterback or their best defensive player who happens to play defensive tackle. Now, again, like you said, should we have beat them more? Should we have handled them? Absolutely. We didn't play well. There's no doubt about it. And you know, with with Brent Venables, I know he's not happy about it. Yeah. He wasn't happy after the Texas game with the way they played. I can't imagine how he's going to be after today, but again, 7 and 0 and everything that we want to achieve, all the preseason goals, this team has it right in front of them still.
1: Just got to get better, man. Yeah. Got to get better and and I hope today is not an accurate representation of where some things are at right now. Um, but what are you going to do at kicker moving forward? And they stuck with Zach Schmidt today and he ends up getting the field goal before half which was seemingly an extra point. Um, he makes all of his PATs, but you're obviously pretty worried about that situation here moving forward and and, and the run game as well. Like the run yeah. game really didn't start to pop until in the fourth quarter when UCF started to get you know worn down. The bit,
2: run game's so. so weird to me though cuz when we talked all preseason Tyler all summer, you got Seth Luttrell coming in, who should be able to help your run game. You have Bill Bedenbaugh, who's a proven commodity for the run game. You got Demarco Murray, who you know can coach. What? Well, look what he did with Eric Gray last year. And you've got a stable of backs. It seems like I think the biggest thing, Tyler, is we have no clue who our left guard is or our right guard at this point. Yeah. Because McCade Mityer's out. Yep. You got Caleb Schaefer. You've got Savion Bird. You've got Caleb Green, or Caden Green. Like, when you have a revolving door at, at the guard position on both sides of the center, I mean, that's Continuity,
1: tough, Continuity is more important than at any, I mean, it's it's important on the offensive line
2: more than any other position.
1: There's Jim in Arlington.
2: There he is. Just, just
1: power walked right by. He's his. about to beat
2: Jim on Lindsay because yeah, he, he just walked right he by. He not
1: have any idea that we're standing right behind him here. There, there he is. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, man? What's going on? No, so, I mean, does the opinion change at all after, um, I mean, the running backs did some nice things. I'm not changing my opinion on the run game. But what I mean is who running back one is moving forward. Like, did not showing a lot today for the majority of the game confirm that Talwee Walker is your number one guy moving forward? To me, it
2: does. He came into this week averaging... Well, he had the most rushing yards, not the most carries, but the most rushing yards, best yards per carry. He's now tied for the longest run. He's got the most rushing touchdowns. Like, there's, I mean, Tawi has been your best back. And, Tyler, you, I'm glad you brought that up. Because now, maybe now through seven games, can we just be okay that Tawi's our starter? Yeah. Because it seems like the fan base has this really weird, like, it's like they went to bed after the cheesy Bowl and they just woke up in week seven. And they're like, oh, sweet. Can't wait to wh-. Like, look, we've got a whole season worth of visuals. And Tommy Walker's been our best back. And it's time to be okay with that. He's just solid.
1: I mean, he's not, he's not the biggest home run hitter. No no one's going to argue that. He's solid. He's got
2: a tie for the longest and run of the year.
1: I, I, you know, we, we had Chris call in, and he was critical of Jeff Levy. Okay. Now, a spot where I'll be critical of Jeff Levy is Sauchuk hasn't really played a lot here recently, no. and he really hasn't been in the flow of the offense. He's trying to work that out. So for his first like carry or touch back, it was that direct snap on the second play of the game. That was that was a little odd to me. Yeah, you get behind the sticks, then you throw it to him, and he drops it. It was just a very odd first series. Well, and
2: for a guy that, like you said, hasn't played much, you want to you want to give him some confidence, right? And. Man, the start of Gavin Sawchuk, I tell you what, social media was ablaze. Yeah. It was, oh, this is why this guy doesn't play. Oh, this is why this guy doesn't play. And then of course he 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 hits the game winner, we'll call it, and uh, and runs it in from 30. But it's you know I, I just I, I felt like there were other opportunities. That 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 throw they that, that they got out to him in the flat was blocked so well. Like, if he catches that ball and turns it upfield, I don't even know what the conversation's like post game because we might actually take advantage of our first quarter sure. field position. And that's what it comes, keeps coming back to for me is we had an opportunity to snuff this thing out in the first quarter, make it a blowout right away. You, you, they're punting terribly. Our defense is playing with their hair on fire. They haven't picked up a first down in four drives, and yet we get seven points out and, of it. And
1: that's my no, – that's a great point, 100%. And that's – maybe my biggest complaint of the offense through the entire year is there have been multiple times this year in games. Let's look at, let's look at the Cincinnati game. Hell, let's look at the Texas game when they've got the ball at midfield right after a turnover up 10 with the chance for a kill shot. That's what I say. Like, yeah. Here's your kill shot chance. There's been a few times this year where the defense puts the offense in golden situations. You're talking about how they came out with their hair on fire. It felt like OU's offense started on the plus side of the field the entire first quarter yeah. what did you have to show for it just seven points so blame that as well on the special teams for missing two field goals but we talked about complimentary football complimentary football complimentary football all year long they play complimentary football in the first quarter it's 21 to nothing going in the second quarter and you're right what are we talking games about over about yeah
2: games over because you you strip ucf of all that confidence and you gain so much confidence and and reps yeah tyler like you like, you're getting them off the field. Your defense stays fresh. You don't have to worry about it. Like, it's just it's a whole new game if that first quarter goes differently. And and then after that, it was always going to be a dogfight.
1: How do we feel Dylan Gabriel played today? 25 to 38, 253, three touchdowns, one interception, uh, 22 yards on the ground. Solid. Solid. work. Yeah,
2: yeah, solid. His interception, I don't believe, was on him. I mean, it was a tipped ball that hit Drake Stoops. Um... You know there were there were multiple balls that hit receivers in the hands. They weren't able to come down with them.
1: He made some big throws late. He made some clutch throws. Very late. big throws late, him especially a pass. over the
2: middle, things like that. Yeah. And and he got, um, you know, he, he his legs. He's not Kyler. He's not Jalen. He's not going to go pick up eight yards a clip, nine yards a clip, anything like that. But what he will do is he'll do things like slide yep. up in the pocket, hit soups over the middle, like we saw against Texas and today. He's going to get outside. He's going to extend some things. I mean, those are things where I'm like, okay, that's Dylan's mobility. Would I like to see him hold the ball a couple more times today and take it? Yes. I think he could add over 100 yards rushing if he just held the ball and went with it. And especially given that it was UCF, I'm really shocked he didn't.
1: felt like uh, UCF got the most pressure on DG that we've seen all year long. Texas got some pressure at times last week, but, I mean, there was a play where, You know, it's unblocked and Gabriel just gets smashed, I think, maybe on a third down play.
2: Yeah, I think part of that, too, Tyler, is when we talk about running back play, and I believe, I could be mistaken, but I believe there's already been another running back's parent on social media today asking why their kid isn't playing. Oh, man. Here's the thing, parents. A different parent than the uh, previous one? Yes. Here's the thing, parents. Love you. Absolutely (laughs) love you. I know you think that the answers are to play your kid, but take it up with the coaches. Do not put it out on put social media. Put your kid in a
1: bad situation. Right.
2: It is not It is not helping your kid to, to get out on social media, but I digress. But with that, I think Dylan was under a little bit more pressure because Tommy Walker is really good at picking up blitzes, man. He's really good in pass protection. And I think when you're out, you're, really you're starting running back that's your last line of defense, man, and, and I think that's what I, – I just don't think it's a coincidence sure. that we saw extra pressure when the guy that's really good at picking up blitzes wasn't there.
1: All right, we're at O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill. Jim and Arlington's hanging out with us as well. Let's go. He got his uh, ref t-shirt. I got more ref t-shirts to give out if Ooh. you're uh, in the area. Ooh. Yeah, ref koozies, ref t-shirts. Oh, yeah, all the fun here. They got all the games. We'll run down the scoreboard coming up next. More OU UCF reactions, the Sooners – Survive. 31-29 to against UCF here in Norman. More to come next right here on The Ref. Winnie Chevrolet, Sooner Game Day wrap-up show live on The Ref. Yep, OU won it, 31-29. Roger from L.A.'s on hold. We'll get to him real quick. Uh, First, quick scoreboard update. Tennessee at the end of the first quarter up on Alabama. 13-0
2: in Tuscaloosa. Wow. Texas stinks. Texas got beat by that OU team we saw today. And they barely <laughs> yeah. beat that Tennessee or that Alabama team. They're garbage.
1: Mizzou's up fourteen nothing on South Carolina. Let's see, uh, OSU's up ten seven on West Virginia early second quarter, and Texas is up seven nothing on Houston midway through the first quarter. But all right, let's hear it, Roger from L.A. Let's go out to the West Coast, Roger. They uh, they barely won today. W- w- what do you think?
6: I think that all of us have a right to be just very disappointed. And after two weeks, you know, they had a full week to kind of get all the pats on the back and everybody telling them how great they were out of the system. And today, I tell you, this is the first time this year you got to look at Venables and say, I thought his defensive game plan was horrific. I thought Jeff Levy, at times, I'm telling you, you want to, like, fire that guy mid-game sometimes, man. That was a disgraceful display of offensive football for about two and a half, almost three quarters of football you chunk out the second and third quarters in good parts at the end of the first quarter. I mean, I don't know what we were doing, man. What's up with the – the what's up with with, with having Sawchuk playing Wildcat like the first – I mean, and, and how many more times do we have to see Gavin Freeman on the field, man? It, it doesn't work. Why yeah. is he playing yeah. ahead of Petaway? Why is he playing ahead of Brennan Thompson? Does he have, like – is the dude going to, like, you know, some mission or something with Levy's Le- Levy's first cousin? I mean, what the hell – I'm tired of hearing about Gavin Freeman, man. And now they're playing him at he running He can't get back, to the man. edge. If you put him in there, he's God. got to get to the
1: edge to make plays, and he can't. So, yeah, he's like, foot, Roger, you just mentioned the two four. plays that I would probably – I th- 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 those two plays that you criticized, are, I'm right there with you. If you want to run Saul Chuck in the Wildcat at some point, fine, but maybe not the first snap where he's in the game when he hasn't played several weeks. And, yeah, that, that Gavin Freeman play in the fourth quarter, not not great. They put you behind the
6: sticks. Not good. I mean, I mean they were – they were flat as a pancake. They were very fortunate. I mean, first of all, I acknowledge you take the win, right? Any win, the old saying is, you know, any win is a thousand times better than any loss, and I'll agree with that because it's way easier to get better from a really terrible win, which is what this was today. Against. I guess I don't think UCF is an untalented team. I think they actually have a good a good bit of talent. I think they're more talented than a lot of the, you know, the Big 12 schools that we play you know, traditionally but I think they're not very well coached defensively and offensively. Their scheme is just kind of wacky, right? But um, I, there's no excuses, man. I mean, if you want to be the caliber of team, I think that you know we want ourselves to be. You can't take and this was like a Lincoln Riley 2017 style game, right? Against Iowa State. I mean, where you go, what what just happened here? I had a flashback today, gents. You remember that 2017 Iowa State game where you're sitting in Norman and you're going, "Are we going to lose to these dudes? We're going to lose to Ryan Kemp." you know, here in Norman and and you just had a a sick feeling, you know, And, and, and I will say that hey, you know, Gabriel showed Moxie again in the fourth quarter when he had to put it together. And really what 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 the you know, the the spark there was Freeman coming in and really giving and I hope that what I'm really mystified about Levy is he's not like an offensive coordinator in the NFL that once they find a weakness, they will drill you until you die or stop it. And he just doesn't do that. We'll we'll get five, six, eight, nine-yard runs, and he'll throw the ball like 28 yards downfield. And then we'll end up putting three plays later. I'm just mystified at what, like, how he, at times we have okay rhythm, but, like, he is, uh, it's mystifying, man. But defensively, gents, I I don't know what I saw. I was particularly disappointed when you have them, you know, third and 15 and fourth and 10 on that last drive to not be able to get off the field. I, I don't. I don't know where we're going defensively if we can't stop well, especially on
1: that fourth and ten, what did they score, Roger, from about 20 yards out? Um, and that guy was yeah. wide open as well, wide, wide open. Um, I mean, there, and there were some good things that happened defensively today, but it's it's hard to just sit there and say, and I'm not going to, that that was some sort of an awesome defensive day because they had an eight-point lead, and it shouldn't come down to a two-point conversion, right? It shouldn't. Go get a stop.
6: No, no and, and I, I think defensively, to be frank with you, I'm more concerned about our defense than our offense because, you know, I think what hurt us today was the first time we played with that Andrew Anthony. You said it earlier. Uh, losing him was a big deal, man. I think he was by far our most talented guy, you know, like in space and, and put, push the, taking the lid off of the defense, you know. I think um, you know, I think that, that losing him was a big deal this week, and we didn't realize it. Now, they, we have other players that are really good, and they're going to have to figure out those other weapons and where they put them in time and space. I think that we have to see more Petaway. I would love to see Petaway. He seems to be a kid that can get open in space. And you need guys that can get open, man. Get separation. I think he's one of them. I will say this. There are three things we can be happy about on top of the win. I think we found our punter. Why we weren't starting that guy, I don't, I don't know. Now, on the same token, right? we need to we need to like probably launch the, the second string kicker. I think we're in a lot of trouble with Schmitz, man. That guy's a head case for anything beyond like like 35 yards out. I do I do think that we found something with Sawchuck. I think that's a positive. And I have to give Bird credit at right guard. When he came in at right guard in the fourth quarter and Sawchuck was there uh, like simultaneously, I think we finally got, we were settled on who our our five offensive linemen are. And I think we got to move forward with, with Bird at right guard. But uh, hey, I'll take the win, man. Any win is better than any loss, man. So uh, thanks for taking the call, gentlemen.
1: Yep, yep. Good stuff. Good to hear from you, Roger. Um, was anyone else just severely frustrated with? All right, the offense. All right, they pick up a first down. Here we go. Let's go up tempo. Come on, let's go. Oh, UCF's got a player down. God, that's oh, happens okay. so much. Stoppage of time. Well, and all it's right, a- next possession. All right, you got a first down. Here we go, tempo, tempo. Uh, They got another guy down again.
2: I literally said at one point, and when we were on one of those drives, I said, man, it feels like UCF's about to have a guy that's hurt. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. like it just, it just feels like once you get that, but, and I know you guys talk about it on The Rush all the time, you and Teddy, and it's like, I don't know what you can do to stop it, but, God, it's obvious. It's so annoying, and it's obvious. It's yeah. so obvious. Like,
1: like right after you get a first down and you want to go tempo, and then it's just...
2: Especially after we caught him yeah. a couple times with 12 men on the field.
1: Then you like, walk off under your own power. Yeah. It's just...
2: After you get caught with 12 men on the field a couple times, yeah. and all of a sudden you're doing it, it's like, like, come on, man, like, that's... That's not That's not Big 12. That's not Power 5 ball. Come on now. It's uh, It's. It's super annoying, super annoying for sure.
1: And I don't know if the NCAA is on the verge of looking at that. Probably not, because how can you really police something well, like that? Well, I, I you know, know what?
2: You know why I know that they're not going to do anything about it? Because every time that happens, they get to go to commercial.
1: Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> we love us some commercials <laughs> in college what. football. That guy <laughs> holding up the sign that says three and a half minutes. Least popular guy in the state. I'll I'll tell you what, though.
2: I'll tell you what, though. If you ever wonder if the NCAA is going to do anything about it, something, just ask if it will make them money. So, yeah, the the fake injuries ain't going away. They might encourage it.
1: I hope Scott T is listening, loyal uh, supporter and listener, because he uh, tweeted at me during the game, and I I thought the same thing when I first saw it. It was, where's Peyton Bowen today? What's going on? I haven't seen a whole lot of uh, Peyton Bowen today. And then five minutes later, Peyton Bowen has one of the biggest defensive plays of the day with that third-down sack where he just gets to John Rice plumlee and makes big a pretty time. big hit. So it was I like, thought there he, was he is, get Scott. The ball there he
2: is. I thought he was going to get the ball loose, but that's because I already have unrealistic, unfair expectations of Peyton Bowen. Like, and I understand that. Oh, if you he- – I'm like, Peyton Bowen's got a free run of the guy, and he let the guy keep the ball? What are you doing, freshman? It it feels
1: like if he doesn't make at least one big play a game, it's
2: like, do I get my money
1: back? Is he sick? Was there something on the back of the ticket if Peyton Bowen doesn't create a turnover? Maybe Notre
2: Dame knew what they were doing.
1: Is this the first game all year long that OU didn't create a turnover, by the way?
2: I believe so.
1: They were close. Billy Bowman was so close. Well, and not only that, but then
2: Danny Stutzman forces the fumble. Yeah. But it goes out of bounds. like... You had some opportunity. The defense is still very, just opportunistic and 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 yeah. and, and really causes a lot of problems. Danny Sutzman led the team in tackles. Shocker, the dude continues to put together an all-American type yeah, season.
1: Yeah, I um, I was starting to feel pretty bad at the point where Stutzman knocks the ball out, which it ended up going backwards a bit. It ends up being a third and two instead of a first down at that point it was man it's just going to be one of those days for this team isn't it yep. you knock a fumble out and it goes out of bounds and you're just not getting you know the breaks the balances but yeah like like roger said not not a whole lot of good to uh, to brag about but a win is a win and that's kind of the main themes today is this team unlike last year figured out a way to win today so and, uh, take that for
2: what it's worth from the press conference parker thune Our own Parker has tweeted out, waited for Brent Venables to address this before sharing the full details, but he has now acknowledged that Tawi Walker was serving an in-house suspension today. I'm told that suspension arose after a dispute with a member of the staff at practice this past week.
1: That's not great.
2: Not, that's not ideal. Not ideal, Tyler. But...
1: Towie, what are you mad about? You're running back one. Ta-wee. Unless they told him he wasn't going to be running Ta-wee,
2: back one. did you hear Toby Rollins say, Ta wee, wee, all the way home? Yeah. Because I... If, if Toby, if you're listening, just shoot me a text or something if you're the staff member that Towie Walker got in a dispute with. Just let me know, man.
1: Also, Brent, uh, compared OU's victory today to a par scramble on the golf course says it's all the same on the scorecard but it doesn't tell the full story of what happened on the whole quote
2: we were fortunate to win with the mistakes that we made and yeah but but that's the thing Tyler last year and I and 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 I get it and, and I know that the standards are the standards here I totally get that but I think last year we took it for granted a little bit right close wins were just wins like we what we do here at Oklahoma is we win every game like man like it just feels different in the post game shows, right? After the ten, or after the West Virginia game and after the Baylor game and after the Kansas State game, you and I going, "Man, we're close. We sound like Lincoln out there. We're close. We're close." Well, we were close this time, but you get to you get to teach the lessons this week if you're Brent Venables, you get to teach it on film, but you're still 7 and 0.
1: Yeah, I just the, the main thing for me moving forward is this is a good team. This is a good football team. It's good enough to overcome the mistakes that they make, right? So that, that that's a sign of a good team. You don't necessarily want that to be yeah. the case, but they're good enough to overcome that. But can't continue to have big special teams mistakes. Can't continue to be inconsistent running the football. Just can't happen, man. No. Because this is not this is not a great schedule the rest of the way. But those mistakes week in and week out will get you beat at some point. And really, you're lucky that that didn't happen today.
2: Lucky it, it didn't, didn't really happen hard. today. But I tell you what, I, man, I just don't we've want got it. A- we got to get Taiwei back. He's got to stop having disputes with staff members and we got to get that guard position figured out on both sides of the rim. I just
1: don't want this team to waste an incredible opportunity because they that's exactly what they have an incredible opportunity. It's not the best team in the country. I think they make too many mistakes to be the best team in the country. But they've got the most favorable road to the college football playoff in my eyes. Yep. And you see that with, you know, CBS 24-7, whatever. Easiest pass to the playoff. Here's Oklahoma. Don't let that go to waste. I know you were 6-7 last year, but this team is good enough to put itself in a spot to make the playoff, given the rest of the road. And I just I, I don't want that because making the playoff after last year would give you so much momentum going into the sec man it would mean so much for recruiting just take advantage of the opportunity that you have because i'm, I'm going to tell you this for the rest of our lifetime
2: that's exactly what i was about to say we're not
1: gonna have a back half of the schedule that you, looks like you and
2: is. i will be cold in the ground before we have this opportunity with this schedule don't waste ever it. again don't waste it it's cold in the mind. ground tyler 405
1: 329 9000 hit us up uh, 405-651-3439 is the text line. We'll get to some of those and run down the scoreboard. Texas now up 14-0 on Houston, by the way. Yep. Uh, we'll do it all next right here on The Ref. Winnie Chevrolet, Suter Game Day wrap-up show, live on The Ref. We are the home of Suter fans. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Jim and Arlington, and a whole lot of Ref Army members are oh, yeah. here. Uh, real quick, we got a couple of callers on. Off-air conversation you and I were having about the kicker situation. Now, you brought up Gavin Marshall, what you said is, well, you found the punter now. You just got to find consistency at kicker. Do you think OU is a miss away from making a change? Like, where are we at right now with a potential change at
6: kicker?
2: The only only thing that I really know is that we had a a, a bad punting day against Texas, right? You get the one blocked. You kick some bad ones. And the next week, the next week, you get a change at punter, and he goes out and ball's out of control for a punter. I know I don't want to get too excited about but, hey, special teams matters, man. Yep. It matters deeply. So Luke Elzinga goes out there. After cutting up a rug in the hype video, he's got moves. After that dance video, I knew that he could kick it. And 51.6-yard uh, average, four punts out of his five were down inside the 20, I mean, he kicks a beautiful ball, Tyler. So with that, if if the team, if the coaching staff decided, hey, let's make a move at punter midway through the season, see how it works, the best thing that could have happened for Gavin Marshall, the backup kicker today, was that Luke Elzinga went out there and yeah. played like he did because I think that gives the coaching staff more confidence in saying, look, we changed a punter and that might have won us the game. So let's see if we got a kicker because, Tyler, it doesn't matter if you're close. It doesn't matter if it goes over the upright and out. Misses or misses. And he went one for, what, one for three today? Yeah.
1: I'll I'm, take a Jimmy Stevens make against Florida State at just, this point where Bob Stoops is on the sideline like, ugh, it's still a gift today. Yeah,
2: just go, like, I, I guess my point is, what do you have to lose? Yeah. What do you have to lose? Try him out. Let Gavin, you know, the freshman kick it and, and see what happens. Worst case scenario, Tyler, is he stinks. And you go back to Schmidt. Best case scenario, you've got a freshman now that's nails, and you've got a kicker for the next four years.
1: Yeah, I just think they got to shore up that spot, man. It just obviously has to happen. Well, I- and
2: somebody and somebody asked me. They said, "Hey, these these coaches, they're at practice every day, and." And, and they would play the better person. Well, they didn't play Luke Elzinga for the first six games, and oh, he went out there and played well. I've
1: seen a lot of seasons where it was, uh, you know, they throw someone in late in the year, and it was, oh, yeah, this guy's and, much better and than And kicking
2: guys. is such a mental game, man. Like, if you start missing him, you can make him in practice all day. We've heard all kinds of people being great at practice. You start missing him in the game, and you're going to lose your job.
1: Uh, all right, let's go to the phone lines, 405-329-9000, if you want to hop in. Let's go to Jr. Jr. You are on the Wendy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day Wrap Up Show. What's up?
8: Hey guys. Uh, well, Travis stole my thunder. I was going to say the only reason Luke Elzinga got hurt was dance moves.
2: I'll tell you what, man. That kid, that kid's got some moves, man. I don't know where he learned them, um, but he he did. He did good work for all the uh, all the white guys can't dance. Uh, you so know, if, he was in
1: the, if he was in the stance and they showed him on the Jumbotron, oh. he'd win the jewelry gift card? Absolutely they gave
2: away. he would. Absolutely he would. When a backup punter gets into a hype video, you know the moves are legit.
5: <laughs> oh, he did a great job.
2: But uh, going back to the game, though, I think
8: really what turned the game around and got it off to a slow start was the, the goal line stance. And we, we stopped him three times. We had him at fourth and goal, and then we get the penalty. Jaron Kanick, talking trash. And I agree with the radio guys. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Let him play. Let the guys play. But that was a moment right there because if we stopped him on the next play, guess what? Blood gates open. I, it, that's what I'm thinking. What do you guys yeah. think?
1: Hey, and guess what, Jr. I think OU would stop them on the next play.
7: Yeah.
1: OU was going to stop them on the next yeah. play.
2: Absolutely. They were. And now we're ta- I, I agree. And
1: we're talking about consecutive defensive stands now. So Yeah, I mean, it's just um, defense had some nice moments. It's just like, dang, guys, get off the field on that final drive, you know, and preserve that eight-point win. Not that I necessarily feel different overall with an eight-point win versus a two-point win, but I think if the defense gets a stop and doesn't allow that touchdown, Jr. Um, maybe we feel, and I don't even want to say it was bad, maybe we feel a little bit differently
8: about the defense today.
1: I don't know. That was just a big drive.
8: I, I totally I totally agree. And then they had a couple of plays. If you look at their yardage, and I know it's stats, stats, whatever, but yards-wise, I mean, two or three plays that they had was half their yardage. Yeah. Half their yardage. So the defense yeah. played great today. They did. They played great.
4: Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, well, and, and, and you're going to get some of that, of course, because that's just the nature of big plays, right? I mean, those are still plays that they made. That's often how people get, like, up into the six yards of carry range, right, when people are like, it's not because they're averaging six yards. It's because they ran, you know, three yards, four yards, and yet they have the explosive 40, 50 yarder to get up to those. That's how that math typically works. So, uh, you know, we saw it with Iowa State. We saw We saw it today. Yes, you're going like those big plays are shouldering a lot of that of that yardage total, but you just got to shut those down, man. You just got to be, you've got to be far more disciplined in those. But I don't know. I I still just trust the defense immensely, I, and I don't know. I think it's just because I haven't had this feeling in a long time. Yeah. But I trust the defense immensely. You know what's funny about the defense is there's been a few games this year where
1: you're so upset about what the offense isn't doing. That you look up and you say, "Oh, the defense has allowed like three points in the past quarter and a half or two quarters," and that's kind of what it, yeah. the second half felt like. Is the UCF offense gets a short field after after the Dilly Gabriel interception, they get a field goal there for a while. The defense was just money, and so there's something to be said about that. Is you focus so much about the offense, why can't we move the ball? What's going on? While well, the defense is really, and, and it was big to keep the, for the defense to keep forcing field goals to always have that at a one-score game.
2: Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I do have some uh, some pertinent news from the press conference. oh Based on our last conversation. Brent Venables from our own Parker Thune. Yeah. Brent Venables certainly did not even entertain the possibility of reevaluating his kicker situation.
1: Okay. Well, he says that today. We'll, he said we'll that although
2: – Zach Schmidt has missed four of his last eight kicks. He'll remain the Sooners' starter moving forward. Okay. To that, I say yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see,
8: guys. We'll I'll, see. I'll leave it with just two. I'll leave it with just two more things. Um, I think Gavin Sawchuk obviously needs to see some more time. Maybe today was the start of something. We'll see what happens. Um, and then, you know, I just think the defense is just playing so well. Um. I, I, I just can't get over the transformation from one year to the next. This is like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. It's it's amazing.
1: Well, how about this, JR? Thank God they did, right? Because the offense has stalled in a few games so far this year. Now, there's there's been some games where the offense has been really good, but there's been some games where the offense has been less than perfect, and without a good defense, you may have one or two losses on your resume already because – the the games where the offense is really stalled. I'm looking at the SMU game. I'm uh, looking at today, obviously. Um, the, the the defense really put you in a spot where you could come back and win the game today. So so kudos to that.
8: Absolutely, absolutely, totally agree, guys.
2: Hey, I appreciate you guys the time.
8: Um, you bet. The great work. Love you guys.
2: Appreciate it. Hey, appreciate the call, man. Appreciate you.
1: Uh, another to. Winnie Chevrolet Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. We're live at O'Connell's here on Campus Corner. We'll get back to some phone calls coming up next. Can I see you? We'll get to you. And a whole lot more right here on The Ref. We're the Homesteader fans winning Chevrolet Shooter game day wrap-up show live from O'Connell's on campus corner Tyler McComas Travis Davidson Connor Pasby let's look at some scores across the country shall we before we get back to the text line shall we shall Washington State and Oregon tied at 10.
2: <laughs> five minutes left in the second quarter could you quarter. imagine Tyler could you imagine having a letdown game after a big uh after a big national spotlight no, not, could, couldn't no, be us I can't relate to that <laughs> couldn't be us I can't relate
1: Tennessee's up on Alabama, 13-7. Vols did lead uh, 13-0. Interesting. Bama gets a touchdown. 13-7, five minutes left in the second quarter. Missouri's about to score again, and they're up 21-0 on South Carolina already, right before halftime. Minnesota and Iowa, duh, it's 3-3 with two minutes left in the second quarter.
2: (laughs) That's not late in the fourth? Yeah.
1: OSU, West Virginia. West Virginia up 17-13, two and a half minutes left in the second quarter. Texas up 21-0 on Houston early in the second quarter. Ohio State did beat Penn State 20-12. Uh, to 12. And in case you didn't hear it, OU beat UCF 31-29. You, no you ain't got to <laughs> say the score. You ain't got to say the
2: score. We just won.
1: OU beat UCF. Yeah, we will not say the score for the rest of the show. All right, back to the phone lines. 405-329-9000. Let's go to Ken. Ken, what's up, man?
7: Hey, guys. How are you? How are you? Good, good. First of all, college football always delivers. Yes. Great day. Great day. So, I think the everyone's going to be going with the Texas hangover take. I think it's a lazy take because first four possessions, Central Florida's three and out, 12 plays, four punts. Yep. And then their fifth possession, we should have had a goal line stand. I mean, what? We should have been up 20 nothing minimum there. But, I mean, we had a haymaker there that we missed. And I mean, they're not they're not chumps, and then they come back, and, and it goes from there. So mm-hmm. I don't really see the oh we came out you know with a hangover type deal. the offense could have punched it in. The problem is is Jack Schip, what's his name? Jack Schmidt. He's got. I, I don't know. I know Venable just came out and said that he's the kicker. Hey, if we're gonna make the playoffs, you got to make a change there. I know you guys have talked about it. He was bad last year in clutch situations. It wasn't even clutch first quarter this year. God bless him. The kid doesn't have it. we got to make a change.
2: Yeah, and, and that's a real smart take. I'm glad you brought that up, is the the narrative, Tyler, that we came out with a hangover, we came out flat. Blah, blah. No, the team didn't. They just – the kicker didn't execute. Really? And then that's it. Yeah. that's where it starts to creep in. That doubt starts to creep in. The defense is out there going, bro, we're – we're we're keeping them. We're, we they it haven't even off their the thirty yet. Well, what I'll, are we doing? Honestly, yet?
1: how about this? And I, I know it probably sounds like a hot take. That's fine. I thought the first quarter from OU's defense today was one of the best fifteen minutes of football that maybe they played all year long.
2: Well, well I mean, they, I mean they
1: they, they held UCF I, a good offense to one first down against. The, I mean, yeah, I that's a good offense that they yeah. faced today. No, I mean that first quarter they were money, man. Yeah, they're not got a great well.
2: offense by any means.
1: Yeah, I mean, but compared to what you've seen this year, it's probably maybe the second best offense. I'm not saying it's SMU's the best. putting up
2: like 200 a game. I'm not now.
1: saying it's the best single quarter, but dude, they were they were good, man. Yeah. I, was, I, I
2: don't know. No, the fact that you were even able to, but I do again, get out the there take. on that take. It's still yeah that, that that that's all that matters is the defense played well enough for Tyler to even think that was the best <laughs> 15 minutes of football. So that must mean it was really good. And again, really smart take by you because a lot of people get in these lazy takes because. That's kind of what you just see the most often now is all these lazy takes. But that was not a team that came out hungover over Texas, reading their own press clippings. No, that team came out hitting. That team came up stuffing the run. They were defending the pass. They were doing everything. Gavin Freeman actually was cutting up some, some punt returns and making some good catches there. And, and And it was just execution. And it's things that have to be fixed. A hangover coming out flat, that can be fixed. Well, run game? Like, yeah, that's, we, we that's need to issue. figure that out. And when yeah. people just say it's an emotional letdown, that's that that that's just oh, uh, well we'll figure it out next week when we're not emotional. Ken's no, right. you need to fix stuff. Ken's
1: right; it's a lazy take because the defense was awesome. The, the offense just didn't take advantage of opportunities. Is what it is. You you should have been at least thirteen nothing. I mean, come right. on. You should be at thirteen nothing. We missed really twenty one nothing, but thirteen to, to Brent's
2: golf pun. We missed a lot of four footers today. Yeah. Good take, Ken. I like that. Okay, thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate
1: you. 405-329-9000, if you want to sneak in here. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, <laughs> gosh, I did not feel good in the fourth quarter, I'll tell you that much. Oh, me? Never a doubt. UCF is up six, and did you go three and out, and you punt back to them. And, yeah, I, I'll, I'll say this. The longer we've been on today, the better I feel about the defensive performance today. It's just that final drive really sours things for me. If you don't let up that touchdown, I think we look back today and say, yeah, that was another good
2: defensive day. Well, and even the box score watchers look at it differently, right, Tyler? They're like, well, look, you knocked this out, good to go. They won by a score, but eight, right? And I think people just scrolling, you know, they look and say, oh, you know, they probably got a garbage touchdown or whatever. When you scroll and it's a two-point win, people are like, yo, what happened to Oklahoma? But I do think – you know as long as we're looking at that perspective <clears throat> I do think that people will look at John Rice Plumley being back and I do think and I know people are going to call me crazy for this but I did write about it on OU Insider they, they got their best defender back too and he's a defensive tackle like he's a he's a redshirt senior best player they have on defense like like not only did they get their quarterback back, they play with more confidence. They get their best defender back. They play with confidence. I think a lot of that will take care of the narrative.
1: Jim and Arlington just said the uh, kicking for chicken guy made it. Dude, right after. Right after. The miss. And everyone was right like, after the well, second miss. give him a jersey. Let him try out tomorrow. Kicking for chicken
2: yeah. had to have been trending on Twitter <laughs> after that. That cr- guy, like, nationally. That
1: guy literally kicked the bottom of the football. Like, as, as bottom of the football <laughs> as he could kick it, he's like just straight up. Barely hey, gets hey, over. he made hey, it, counts, it. counts for three points. I would take that twice today. You kidding or, me? And
7: I
2: will say, I need to give Zach Schmidt his credit because the he is – The kids
1: started nickname, by the way. <laughs> right,
2: he's, he's get, you and I looked at each other like, whoa. Um, he is like 38 for 38 on extra points. Like – that's still tough. Like, that's – that's. I think that's, like, top five in the country in makes. Like, so, yes. Do I think we should try Gavin Marshall? Yes. But I'm not going to totally dump on the kid and say that he's been, you know, all the way bad. 38 out of 38. You know, that's pretty good. From some guys that didn't play today,
1: like, Barnes was suited up today. And what, he's played three games? I, I, I'm kind of wondering if – I think you got to – you might want to keep – redshirt him. Well, and, and, okay, yeah. And that's kind of what I thought going into today is, okay, if he doesn't play, then you really start talking about a redshirt. He runs in for one play. Well, he runs halfway to the huddle, and then he runs back. So it's like, was, was he trying to tease everyone?
2: 4-D chess, man. I, like, 4-D chess. That?
1: And then, how about Jackson Arnold, who we haven't seen recently? I guess Forces we saw a timeout. Him, forces a timeout on that fourth and one. But and that
2: kind of stuff matters, too, man. Like, part of the reason I like doing – Stuff like, hey, putting it in Wildcat, putting in a different formation. is because at the end of the game, Tyler, those and at the end of the half or at the end of the, end of the game, those timeouts matter so much. Well, and you were
1: able to kneel it out after you got the yes. offside
2: kick because you only had one timeout. So if you just, like something like that, who knows what they would have done. Jaden Gibson came in and was split out, which he does every time. It's usually when when Jackson runs in, you usually have Nick Anderson on one side, Jaden Gibson on the other. Eventually, Tyler, they're going to throw out of that. A lot of us thought that it would be against Texas. I know. I mean, you can you can slap me across the face if by the end of the season they don't throw out of that package. I, I kind of felt like it was going to happen on that fourth. It, one. I think
1: it was too. Yeah. Call the timeout. Put Gabriel um, back in there, yeah. and then yeah,
2: let let him throw to because it was the right part of the field too, where they'd let him throw to Jaden.
1: Just an interesting day all around. Very interesting day. 9-thousand. I promised earlier we'd get to some text. We definitely will coming up next segment. We'll look across the country at scores and more OU UCF reaction. Right here on The Ref, we're live from O'Connell's so where we're the homeless Suter fans. Wendy Chevrolet, Suter Game Day wrap-up show, live on The Ref. OU beats UCF. Not going to tell you the score.
2: We already said that, right? Yep. When I say the score,
1: 7-0. OU just beat UCF. It's irrelevant, Tyler. OU just beat UCF. It's It's irrelevant. You know, we uh, we come back in with the Boomer Sooner bumper, but I love how here at O'Connell's, this is randomly played Boomer Sooner.
2: Right. That
6: a confused, hours after the game. Well, That
2: confused me. <laughs> oh, Chase that, Quinn. Let's that, go. <laughs> that confused me because I was like, "Wait a minute, is Boomer Sooner playing over our ad right now?" That's usually our sign to come in. But I tell you what, when you're in Norman, Oklahoma, man, that's just what you're. <laughs> that's what you're going to hear. Yeah. I was going around campus corner last night; band was playing it. That's you're just going to hear it everywhere. Um, not a
1: lot of broken tackles today by the
2: offense. Notice that? No. I mean, Drake snuck out of a couple, but yeah. but those were ones that he's catching it quickly and kind of just getting loose from his guy. He's not making a lot of people miss. And I said this a couple times during the game. I said this a couple times during the game, and I love him. But Jaron is so fast, he gets juked a lot. Like, it, I, I, he gets upfield a couple times, his hit, like, he just, there were a couple times in the run game for UCF where they got a running back loose. Yeah. And a lot of it was Jaron had met him so quickly that sometimes I think Jaron's speed surprises himself. Maybe. And and, and, and things like that, I would have loved to see a little bit more Kip Lewis today just because I really like Kip Lewis a lot. And, again, that's not a knock on Jaron. You just have a lot of snaps to get, you know, to kind of, you know, disperse amongst the linebackers. But, um, no, didn't make a lot of dudes miss today. Saw Chuck on that run. Yeah. I mean, the most important play of the well, game. Well, it's did. like you struggle to
1: run the ball, struggle to run the ball, struggle to run the ball, and then you get to a point where your running back is so in the open field that he's looking back and, like, trying not to score. You know what I mean? We ran and it like, at what? will those last
2: two possessions. Yeah. I mean, we're picking up eight, nine yards of, of uh, a, a, a clip, and you're right. It was so weird. So I'm coming down, right? So I'm coming down, coming down the elevator. I'm trying to get here, right, for post game, and because again, company man, right? I'm gonna oh yeah, be oh here. Yeah. So MVP. With that, I get and I see him running, and I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, bro, there's over three minutes left. And they have three. They timeouts. They have three timeouts. Get in yeah. the end zone, but at the same Go time, up eight. I'm, at the same time, I'm like, when's the last time we had a running back that yeah. was that far in space? And that makes you excited about what Gavin Sawchuk can be. It's just we got to get that guard situation worked out. We got to get healthy on the offensive line, and I and, and it gives me a bit of confidence moving forward. Maybe
1: he was just so much in the open field that it surprised him. Like, what am I supposed to score here? Like, or just like, go down or whatever. <laughs> right. What am I supposed to do? I honestly
2: think, like I said. Towie Walker had the record so far this year for 30 yards for a run, yeah. and he was right at 30. I think he was going to try and get the tiebreaker.
1: Back to the phone lines we go, 405-329-9000. Let's go to Kevin. Kevin, you're on the postgame show. What's up? Hey, guys. How are you? Um, 7-0, and Kevin. That's, that's how I'm doing. 7-0.
6: You know something? Um, there, I was at the game. It seemed like early they were just – you just kept waiting for OU to break loose, you know, and, and it never quite happened. Um, a lot of adversity. The only thing I can really come, I mean, the thing I come across with is last year we lose this game, probably under the last coach we lose this game. Uh, Yeah, it took a tough mindset to win that sucker, I thought. As rough as it was and mistakes that were made and the sacks. So, I'm proud of the Sooners. It's, It's not what you want necessarily in a game, but my goodness, when you play 13, 14 games, you're gonna have games like that, you know. So, we won. Yeah, you
2: have them in a win, right? You want to be able to, you want to be able to learn lessons in a win because Tyler, we learned a lot of lessons last year and a lot of losses. Yep. And uh, the fact that we're what two and zero now in one score games, I mean, that's, that's two more three, wins than we got last and, year. And though. how
1: many tight games you've been? SMU was a tight game. Cincinnati was a tight game. A tight game today was a. And the text, I mean, you've been in four tight games and seven you games. Won them all. And you won them all. So, yeah. something to be said about Brilliant. that, Kevin. And, and and I know that there's a lot of bad things that happen today. Every but day. Yeah. Now that we kind of get a little bit removed from the game, maybe you can take or you can see growth in what you just said, that last year you're right. They lose this game, and this year they end up winning the game. I mean, I, I don't know. It could, could be something there.
6: I think so. I enjoy listen to you guys. You guys are great, outstanding, and uh, keep up good work. You're
1: Kevin. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right, back to the phone lines. We go. Let's go to Tim in California. Tim, you're on the postgame show. What's up?
3: Hey guys, Great show. Um, yeah, I missed the beginning of the show, but uh, so I don't want to repeat what you guys um, were covering. But um, just you know, uh, stoked they won. But uh, yeah, um, I think we you know whatever hap- we need to get more production out of the tight end position uh, with Stogner. Um, I was, I like review each play and, um, a lot of those run plays were getting blown up because, uh, he's just missing the guy or getting, you know, knocked out of the way. And, uh, and that's, uh, you know, that's, uh, stopped a lot of those, those running plays and, um, the guard situation, like you're saying, yeah, Schaefer, I just don't know if, he, you know, he can really produce at this level. You know, It was like, th- I think third string or something going into the game. And, uh, Let's see. Um, yeah, but um, you know, um, I, it's just it's it's good to see. We got a really good defense. They could go a long way, but you know, they got to be solid in every area. I think it's, if they're actually going to get a you know a natty and compete with Georgia, you know, and, and those teams, because you know, like in uh, Michigan, they don't have any weaknesses. You know, on the championship team. So I'm um, well, you noticed that. I'm not sure if Sogner caught me any receptions today or, um, you know, and just need – got to have something out of that position.
2: Yeah, I – here's the thing. I'm exonerating Stogner because he came up with that onside kick. Second Uh, Second biggest play of his
1: OU career outside of the 2020
2: (laughs) OU Texas game where he catches the touchdown. I am exonerating him. He did have another catch, but I am with you. I think – I think we get a lot more athletic – once Caden Helms gets healthy and once Devon Mitchell shows up on campus, here's the thing: like Levy, a lot of people are like, "Well, Levy doesn't use tight ends." Levy didn't doesn't really have his tight ends in yet. Oh yeah, yet. They're, so they're coming. Though. If you watch oh, yeah? Devon Mitchell, that boy, that boy is real athletic. Yeah. So, yeah, he, gets so. In, yeah. he gets him in. He gets Caden Helms back. I mean, who is? I mean, all of six It'll be two twenty. Like. He's, he's like a jumbo wide receiver type tight end, but you're going to get a lot more athletic and a lot more uh, vertical at that position. But also, you know, the guard position, I'm going to ask you a question back. Ooh, okay. Do you think it's time, and Tyler, you can answer this yeah. a- after him. No, yeah, Tim's first. Do you think, Tim, it's time <laughs> for the youth movement? What about guys like Jacob Sexton and Jake Taylor? We've seen Caden Green yeah. come in as a true freshman. And have some success. Yeah, J- Jacob Sexton I, I so. and Jacob Taylor oh, were big yeah. time dudes in that class. Is it is it time maybe to say, look, the guard position has been a bit out of whack. Let's start to develop some of our young guys. What do you think about that, Tim?
3: Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad idea, and I think maybe Matower is better than um, we realized. You know, it uh, really hurt having him out of the lineup. But um, in or maybe even move Bird. Maybe I mean, you know, God bless probably a good guy but it's just not working out I mean you know reviewing the plays today he you know he got beat bad and uh but you put him in a tight end and we pound the ball or something you know because if we're not going to throw to the tight end that much at least maybe be you know helpful there but uh yeah you know they're rotating we anyway, might as well just know, rotate a little more and you know get some youth in there and um you know and, and go as far as you can with this team but but also, ain't it great when our our defense hits that they're not getting carried three yards down the field like they did for yes. like ten years with Riley? Yes. Are you? I, I yeah. am so. I, that's the most important to me. <laughs> that was so, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, and, and, and to and I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna throw some real big picture optimism at you no. guys. Ooh, okay. I li-
2: you know, I
7: like that.
1: Well, Tim's excited about the defense, so yeah. so let's go there with the defense. He likes that. You make a tackle, you don't get drugged three yards down the field. Yeah, I like that, too. So, Tim mentioned that he likes the defense and where it's at. I think we can all agree with that, right? Well, this is, what, game 20 in the Brent Venables era? Still a pretty small sample size for how long I think he's going to coach here. So, we're really like a year and a half getting in on two years of this. And this is what the defense looks like in year two, halfway through year two, okay? And they did a nice job via the portal. But we see what the recruiting rankings look like, and we see the type of players that they're bringing in. So, Tim, if it's already this good a year and a half in, and they've got five stars on the defensive side that are playing well as freshmen, they've got more five stars, four stars that are coming in next year and beyond and beyond and beyond, I'm like you, man. I'm happy with where the defense is right now, but in no way do I think that this is potentially even close to the final product that we may see in two to three years. I don't know how you feel about that, but that's kind of the, my big picture
2: optimism take today.
3: Yeah. I mean, you're,
2: um, you're mean, too, it's uh, amazing. Oh, like they go ahead.
3: said during, well, go ahead into, uh, um, well, I was, yeah, I, just, I mean, like you said during the broadcast, it's like, it's the biggest turnaround in the country in football. I mean, we have not won six games last year and, uh, you know, they could have been <laughs> less, uh, you know, just looking back and, um, you know, uh, so I was worried. And, and to get to here, to this, you know, level of the defense um, without recruiting, it's incredible. And, um, you know, so, yeah, I think uh, I just, you know, I, I, you know, sky's the limit with this uh, with this group.
2: Yeah. Hey, good phone call, Tim. Good to hear from you, man.
3: Yeah. But- Take care, guys.
2: See but yeah, I tell you ahead. what, that's what's so weird, right? Is because he says Savion Bird. I don't know, he was getting beat early, but then Savion Bird came in at the end of the game, and that's when we finally ran the ball well. And that's why it's so conf- You know what? I would. Ra- like you said, I would rather a player play bad and us just say, okay, that guy shouldn't play much, than than to be confused by it. Yeah. Why are you playing poorly early? And then is this like a James Harden situation where we need to let him sit on the bench and kind of see what the offense is doing, see his spots, and then kind of Save ease him into Burt the game? man of the
1: year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like,
2: well, like, I don't get it, man. Like, I don't, I don't get why a guy that has extremely high potential, we talked about his potential for years, Tyler, and it's he's in there and he looks not great and then he comes in late in the game and he's the reason we're running well. Yeah. It doesn't make sense and... I can't imagine what Bill Beatenbo thinks. Going, I don't. E- I know what guys I. I mean, not only do I not know what guys I have to play, I don't even know when I can play the guys yeah. once I figure out which guys I want to play. Yeah. <sighs> it's an adventure every week. That's they why keep they- it interesting. Hey, that's they why they get. That's why they get paid the big bucks, yeah. Tyler. Is you got to figure that out.
1: Uh, Oregon is up on Washington State, seventeen thirteen at the Hoff. Uh wow. Tennessee is up on Bama, twenty to seven at halftime. Wow, at Josh Heupel, wow. Missouri's up on South Carolina, 24-3 at the half. Iowa, whoa! We got a score fest in Iowa City. Fireworks? Iowa's up 10-3 at halftime over Minnesota. The over-under is 31. By God, they just might get there
2: tonight. 30.5 I was in at. Nebraska's up
1: 10-6 over Northwestern at halftime. Uh, West Virginia's up 17-13 over Oklahoma State at halftime. Texas up on Houston, 21-7. Uh, late in the second quarter, getting close to halftime. All right, we got one final segment left. We'll do it one more time 405 329 9000. You will sneak in with your phone calls. But we'll wrap it all up here from O'Connell's coming up next, right here on the ref. Final segment Wendy Chevrolet, Senior Game Day Wrap Up Show live on the ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Connor Passby. Before we get to our final thoughts, Jim and Arlington, 10 seconds ago, just asked me an interesting question. Yeah. Do you think they drop OU in the polls? And my immediate thought is maybe, but if you take care of business the rest of the way, you're still going to be in the perfect spot yeah, to make it doesn't the playoff. Matter, you know, no you really know like um, maybe they drop you to seven. It, yeah, maybe. Um, but at the same time, like the, the situation doesn't change whether you drop, you stay the same, you, you, you jump one or two spots. It feels like OU controls its own destiny because
2: I think they do control the rankings. They own absolutely destiny. do. And, and Tyler, we've seen this before. A one loss team has never, a one loss OU has never been left out of the playoff. Like, Correct. And they've lost, one loss OU's like lost some bad, bad losses, teams. Some bad losses. And that's the thing, it's the sooner people understand that rankings don't really matter for OU, that logo on the helmet, the reason that we're packed out here, the reason that we have. The home of Sooner fans as its own radio station. Oh, here we go. Oh, like, yeah. is because the brand matters. Yeah. When you see that logo, the committee sees that logo, that carries a lot of weight. We're not TCU. We're not Baylor. We're not whoever. Like, we're not K-State. We're not these schools. Like, when, when you're able to go to the committee with a record like that, you get the benefit of the doubt. And in the past, they've said, oh, man. They're they're worried about Oklahoma's defense. I was just that was my worried about Oklahoma's defense. I don't know if we can put him in the playoff. What are they gonna say now, Tyler? Well, and that's
1: exactly what I was gonna say is now the thought on OU has flipped, like the perception of this OU team is going to be different than any other OU team that we've seen in the playoff era. The thought will be, well, now Oklahoma has a defense. We don't think that we'll just throw them out there and they're going to get beat 63 to 28 or whatever the LSU final score was, you know? Right. So, I don't know. I just, OU's in a really good spot. There are a lot of teams, and I think there are some undefeated teams that would trade
2: um, spots with OU right now with the situation that they have. Absolutely. And, And it's, this is the first real defense we've had of the playoff era. Yeah. So... Knowing that, going in and saying, it's a, lot easy, it's a lot easier for the committee members to say, oh, you think Oklahoma's going to make their field goals? As opposed to, hey, do you think Oklahoma is all of a sudden going to show up defensively like they haven't in a decade? Like, it's a lot different. Jim informed me that uh, Texas fans were talking
1: some smack oh, during the uh, OU game. but Whatever. It's 21-7 Texas, 34 seconds left in the second quarter. But Houston's got a first and ten on the Texas twenty-one yard line. Oh
2: God! So please. don't let
1: do let don't let Houston cut this to 21 Go! Oh, they did. They just scored a touchdown. Or, they just scored a touchdown. Just update. Oh my God! Donovan Smith twenty-one yard touchdown. So hey, if you're hey if twenty-one
2: twenty-one fourteen. If you're in the area and you're listening to this postgame show, come by O'Connell's, man. Oh yeah, it's packed out. I mean, we'll find a seat for you. We're here. We've got the games on. Jim and Arlington's here. What more do you need? <laughs> Uh, come, come through, man. This is yeah. historic O'Connells for a
1: reason. Uh, final thoughts. Connor Pasby, if you would, lead us off. What, what do you think? We're not mentioning the final score, remember, <laughs> but who 7-0. you want today. What do you think, Connor?
4: Yeah, man, boys. I mean, obviously it was a tough start, but I know it's the word around town, but, man, they got to find a way to get a running game going and figure out yep. who your uh, best group is up there on the offensive line because – there were two possessions, It was either late in the third quarter or the start of the fourth quarter, where he had a third and two. Uh, you run, you get stopped, uh, defense gets a stop, you get the ball back offensively, Then you can't convert it again. I mean, there's just a lot of times where you're putting the defense back out there on the field and not giving them a rest late in that game. It really took a toll on them. But, yeah, the running game, I mean, you got to figure out a way to get it going, but, hey, it's a win, survive in advance.
2: Travis, what do you think? Final thoughts. My final thoughts are twofold, Tyler McComas. Just two words for you. First, Ooh, okay, all right. Kicker. <laughs> Have to figure it out. Like he's missed four of his last day. You've just got to figure it out, or else you're 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 really. Not only are you missing out on those points, but the defense, the offense, the crowd, everybody's taken out of it because it's such a disappointment, such a mood killer. The second word is kill shot we need to start seeing this offense go for the kill shot when when the defense gives them the opportunity yeah and that's what's you brought it up earlier it was a great point thank you you need to be able to hit that downfield shot to Nick Anderson or Jaden Gibson or Brennan Thompson who we didn't see today like you need to be able to say hey look we get this we get this turnover at midfield we're going deep with it and we're going to go ahead and put this game away now and we'll see Jackson Arnold in the fourth quarter like that's what that's what I want to see going forward. Kicker, kill shot. Those are the two. The spoiled uh, young OU fan in me,
1: it's still alive today. Yeah. But I want the vintage Bob Stoops of the defense comes up with a big interception, gets a big fumble, gets a big stop, big fake play on special teams, play action deep ball over the top. Like Bob was so good at that. Was so good. Defense comes up with a big play. We're taking a chance on the next offensive snap, and they go get a big play. Everyone remembers um, Alabama doing that. You fake the punt, deep ball to Brandon Jones you put knew the it, game away. It, it was
2: always coming. Yeah,
1: and, and, and again, that's probably that's probably my biggest complaint from the offense up to this point is when they're given opportunities to have that kill shot, like you said, by the defense, they gotta take advantage of it. And last week, it was in the second half, up 10 at midfield, go score. Go, go make that a 17-point game, right. it's over. But you said it earlier today, and it's right. The defense put you in a spot today where we should be talking about a 21-0 game going into the second quarter. And, and if that over. was the case, dude, it's over, It's man. over. It's over. Yeah. So, like, the offense has done it's done some nice things this year. It's done a lot of nice things. Yeah,
2: it's like a top ten offense. But it hasn't
1: <laughs> necessarily taken advantage of every opportunity that the defense has given. Situationally. So. Yeah. yeah. Situationally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: No, no, it's a good point. And, and that's the thing. It's... You, like I said, you brought up the the Texas one uh, Where Peyton Bowen, you know hits Quinn Ewers. the ball comes out. We're up 10. Let's go get it and And we just don't see it dialed up. Yeah, and that's the thing and you got to wonder because at a certain point it's Is it getting dialed up and Dylan's checking out of it because of numbers? Like that's the weird part about this offense because Jeff Levy gives the quarterback so much power in the in the checks that You can't just sit up here and go. Well, I don't like Jeff Levy Jeff Levy might have said everything perfectly, and then Dylan's the one that's like, "No, nah, yeah. I don't like the numbers." And he, and and the whole time, Dylan might have been correct in his assessment of the defense. Yeah. Like, there's just so much. Just going feels on. like in those
1: spots too, it's not necessarily misfortune. It's all right. Here you go. Here's your chance. It's a three and out after that.
2: Right. You know. And I so I like our chances throwing it up to Nick Anderson or Jaden Gibson or Jalil. Throw it to
1: four, man. It ain't that we, hard. We just threw, throw it to four. We man. threw
2: it deep today, and Dylan threw it when a guy was covered. And just threw it and said, Let me let my guy go make a play. And it was Marcus Major. Which, by the way, Marcus Major dropped that ball, but that was a hell of a throw. It was a perfect throw. I mean, it was. What if he throws that ball to Nick Anderson or Jaden Gibson? Or I'll take it that. What if he throws it to a guy that plays wide receiver, (laughs) Tyler? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously.
1: Uh, 21 14, Texas over Houston at halftime. Interesting. (laughs) Got us a football game. Got us a football game. Hey, that middle eight, man.
2: That middle eight will get you. Oh, yeah, it's true. All
1: right, that'll do it for us as always. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you. Phone calls, text, interaction, all of that. For Travis Davidson, Connor Pasby, I'm Tyler McComas. Signing off from O'Connell's and Jim and Arlington as well. I got to throw him in there too. He was here the entire postgame show. Signing off here from O'Connell's. We'll talk to you Monday right here on The Ref.